When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Extreme Rules 2019, this is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Justin Labar. Mr. Matt Morgan has texted me and said he is coming along. He should be here shortly to join us to talk about everything that happened at Extreme Rules tonight. We have, spoiler alert, some new champions tonight. We have a uh, new Universal Champion. We have new SmackDown Tag Team Champions. We have a new, new United States Champion. We have a new Intercontinental Champion. Uh, with the exception of the Raw Tag Team Championships, everything changed hands tonight. Except, uh, well, SmackDown uh, Women's as well, and Raw Women's. But still, my point stands, a lot changed this evening. Um, yeah, Justin, high-level thoughts. What did you think? Uh, it certainly felt like it was somewhat of a reset or a shifting in creative and storylines. Of course, we're all, you know, anxiously awaiting this week where it seems like that's going to be when Eric Bischoff and Paul Heyman truly get to kind of start uh, with their creative plans. You know, everything building up to this show is kind of wrapping up what they had to wrap up. But um, yeah, a lot of changes, a lot of title changes. I- I'll say this, you know, I-, I'm- I always kind of like sour on extreme rules, the pay-per-view, you know, they're in Philadelphia, the, the headquarters of hardcore um, and it never feels as hardcore as it should be. But uh, on the positive side, I will say, you know, obviously, as everybody's now comparing with AEW in the picture and, and WWE now having to be on the defensive, maybe, uh, you know, TV is a little tough because it's, you know, you, you got time constraints and such. But these pay per views uh, allow these guys and girls to go out there and do a little bit more. That gives them more time to really kind of like you know, stretch their legs, so to speak. And even in the last show that didn't have a lot of momentum going into it, I think it was stomping grounds. And then this one, the, 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 the WWE locker room is, is, is warming to the task. I mean, they are busting their butts and you can see it bell to bell in these longer form payoff matches. And uh, it's exciting. And uh, it's going to be a, an interesting ride to SummerSlam and then even, even, an even more interesting ride into the fall. Mr. Matt Morgan, your old travel buddy, Brock Lesnar, cashed in tonight and is the new Universal Champion. Are you glad to see finally see that kid get a shot in this business? No, no. And, <laughs> and, and when you have a new company starting up, it's impossible not to talk about both companies. It's just because everyone's so excited to talk about AEW. It's just the way it is at the moment. I know people don't want to compare the two, but it's impossible not to, uh, to a degree. Uh, no matter how many times they try to say they want to be different, right? And with that said... Tonight's WWE pay-per-view, I don't care how good all those matches might have been, but it ended with the most important storyline in its company or centered around Brock Lesnar winning the title again. It's boring. It's old. It's stale. It's played out. It does absolutely nothing for me. In fact, it infuriates me because they weren't doing much. Okay, they weren't doing Seth any favors to begin with, but at least him being champion is still better than him not being champion um, and better than Brock. Brock's not going to be there. He's going to show up like two events a year and it's going to call it a day. It's, I don't like it. Yeah. I was saying Justin off the air. I would have preferred if Corbin would have been champ for a hot mm-hmm. minute, if him and Lacey would have won and then yep. Brock cashed in mm-hmm. because at least it would have tipped the balance more. And Seth would have a great rematch. Cause he could say, Hey, you didn't cash in on me. I want to no, shop no, back no, at that title. No, no Brock needed to lose. He needed to be one of the oh. only people to cash in and lose is what that story should have been. 
I, I don't see them going that route, but mm -hmm. I agree that would have been something. Who's well, gonna be, who's gonna who's the one who's who's gonna get made from this? Seth has already beaten him. Who is gonna that, get made from beating Brock? And that's the question is what yeah, what fresh matchup is there for Brock Lesnar? I mean, look at you know, look at the SummerSlams. I mean, Brock has been at every SummerSlam for the past however many years, and I've been at many of them. You know, he's fought Randy Orton, he's fought John Cena, he's fought Braun Strowman, he's fought The Undertaker, like what, what like where what, like other than Bray Wyatt popping up or like I mean what where where's the fresh opponent for Brock Lesnar in in a month from now? There is no. That's why this is a terrible decision. Brock versus Kofi at SummerSlam, I think, would have been the way to go if you want a cementing match to cement Kofi's legacy. Yeah, that would have been good. Kofi yeah. going over. Yeah, I I figured Brock was going to become champion again via Money in the Bank. I you know I did not I did not think that he was going to be one of the few people that cash in unsuccessfully. I figured that he was eventually going to be champion again. I, no. I even I, I just figured it was going to be cash in on Kofi at some point, and he goes into, into SmackDown on Fox as champion. I did not expect it to be now. On no, no, yeah, nobody here is saying that. That yeah, you know, I hope I'm gonna be clear about this. I didn't think. Brock Lesnar was going to lose. He should have been booked, however, to lose and be one of them only to lose because there is no, there's nothing there. I don't want to hear the talk. Well, we're moving over to Fox, so it's going to be important. At this point, WWE is such a big brand. It could be the janitor with the WWE <laughs> tag on a T-shirt that can go take that ring as champion, and nobody will give a crap in the mainstream audience. They don't care. They care about the brand. That's why they sell WrestleMania as, as they do each year. It doesn't matter who's on it anymore. They're that big of a brand at this point. It's Disney World. You know, when you go to Disney World, yeah, Mickey's the main draw for the most part when we were kids. But you go now, there's so many other different characters there, right? Kids go for all different rhymes and reasons now because they've done a good job with that. WWE's done the exact opposite of that. Yeah. And you heard it here first. Matt Morgan says Brock Lesnar is <clears throat> Mickey Mouse of WWE. No, I said uh, he's not. I know. I'm teasing. Uh, no, I, I agree. I think Brock, look, we know all the problems with Brock Lesnar. Him having and teasing the cash-in was far more interesting than his title reign as uni Universal Champ will be. But, but even that was cute. It was cute. You don't do yeah. cute booking with Brock. You don't do any – I don't. I didn't want to see any booking with him. <laughs> None. Okay. It doesn't do anything for that show or that roster. Nothing. Well, so let's talk about how you feel about this in the pre-show tonight. First match, Finn Balor versus Shinsuke Nakamura. I was happy to see this title change. Really? That's mm -hmm. very interesting. You don't I think was. with Finn, they're just bungling it at every... Uh, they were partner? already. They were already. Okay. I think with Shinsky, I think I think with him, they can do... I'm hoping that at least there's hope, right? That at least he's out of, somewhat out of the doghouse. They got some attention centered around him, at least finally. Finn's always going to be taken care of, I think. Shinsky is the one who wasn't, be, who wasn't being taken care of there for a while. Just, yeah. I mean, Justin, what what do you think of uh, this change, and how do you think Finn's prospects look going forward? I don't hate the title change. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I want to see the handling of Shinsuke. I'm kind of curious too if he if, if if he remains the heel or if they move him back to babyface. You know, uh, you know, it, it's one thing on NXT, but on Raw and SmackDown, they want you to be able to talk. We haven't seen a lot of him talking, so I want to see how that all handles. You know, with Finn, I, I'm of two minds. Again, it goes back to what I've said over and over on this show. You know, if he's not the demon, there ain't much there. Part of me wonders, just based upon recent events, do we is does this leave the opening for for what the fans want to see anyways? Does this leave the opening for Gallows Anderson and Styles to start corralling him and saying, "Hey, buddy, I think you need to come. You know, you need to come back to to the to the boys here. You know, your, your career's gotten off track." And and do we do we go that route? Because certainly it couldn't harm anything. But I but I was I was okay with this title change. I'm interested to see where both go from here. 
uh, Shinsuke and Finn. Mm. Yeah, I thought the match was good. I actually like Tuesdays a little better um, than the one they had on the <clears throat> SmackDown before this. But, I mean, maybe they'll be in a program against each other. Maybe this will change back. Maybe Finn will be the demon at SummerSlam. Who knows? Um, I just feel like, I mean, they haven't been good to either of these guys. No, it's one of those deals, like I was telling them last night after the AEW pay-per-view, uh, just yeah. in that wrestling kind of is at a point now where fans are more into they shouldn't be but they're more into the art of wrestling right the moves the uh, more than the character development and in a lot of cases is what i what i'm noticing right I so, agree. so so with that said i i'm i think i'm becoming one of them sadly i used to be i used to love storylines i thought that was what drew me in as a kid but i know we're not going to get it the right way anymore and now I feel like as a wrestler, a former wrestler, I'm watching it to watch what these guys are doing is for heats. I'm watching as a, from a wrestler's perspective instead of a fan's perspective a lot of the time mm. now, which sucks because it takes the fandom a little bit away from me, right? So when I'm watching these matches like Shinsky and um, for, for what? Um, thank you, Finn Balor. I'm watching two two really good talents once that bell rings and i only care about what they're they're in ring action from that part forward like i'm like i don't care that they're screwing him over as far as character development goes i let it go once that bell rings because for those two i know i'm going to get a great match as far as what i like to see yeah that but don't sense? you think that affects the booking though i mean because if they just put on great matches oh I it mean, definitely does but they've yeah. they're not doing anything whatsoever to develop anybody's characters anymore nobody has a huge larger than life persona anymore oh, See, and, and, and it's funny, definitive Matt, characters i mean matt it's funny you say that because i'm i'm still resisting i'm still hanging back on where i think you want to be you do and it's, and it's driving me crazy WWE. like and this, you know i was such a bra i mean i still am such a braun Strowman fan and for so long i was like mm -hmm. I, you know, I mean i've always maybe 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 it's the Vince thing. I've always been enamored with big, larger than life guys. I respect the guys who I respect the, you know, growing up for me it was the Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart. I respect the guys that can go bell to bell the way those guys can. But mm -hmm. I'm still enamored with somebody who you see walking through the airport, the cliche, and you go, "That's some, that's somebody special." And so yeah. then when I so when I saw them squander Braun the way they have and no real storyline, you know, that that stuff drove me nuts. And I'm still resisting. I'm still holding out hope while appreciating the bell to bell. I'm still holding out hope that we're gonna get back to like larger-than-life characters, character. but I, I I hear what you're saying, though. It, I, I'm resisting, and it is driving me and, nuts. And before the fans start going ape shit online about, like, larger-than-life, when he means larger-than-life, he does just mean physically, guys. Yes, he means yes, the yes. characters. Chris Jericho is the definition of larger-than-life. Yes, thank you. He's five-foot-nothing, you know? Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so we followed up that match with our new Intercontinental champ, Shinsuke Nakamura, with a Cruiserweight title match, Tony Nese versus Drew Gulak. Gulak defending the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, for Of course, both from 205 Live, Gulak retained in this. Uh, any comments on this match, guys? Again, I was able to win the bell run. I was like, I don't know anything about these two guys. It should take away from my anticipation in the false finishes and things of that nature. So to agree, it does in that case. But again, I'm watching it for the psychology and things of that nature. Did they have a good match? You know what I mean? Because I have all given up on this company, giving us in-depth character development. But do you think, though, Matt, that's akin to watching a movie or listening to a song? Being like, oh, wow, they play the guitar so well. This is so intricate. Different time signatures, different changes. It but sounds crazy. I, I just want a catchy song that rocks, man. Like, you know, you can yeah. suck and play something amazing. 
I would argue it's now no, it's it's about the hook. Back in the day, the like, songs were really good, right? Yeah, because they they had a great hook, and they also had great lyrics throughout the whole song, for the most part, meaningful lyrics a lot of the time. It's true. Um, now it's all about the hook. I would argue wrestling's the same thing. It's all about the hook. Yeah, where are the deep lyrics, man? Like Sammy Hagar. Only time will tell if we stand the test of time. Sammy Hagar, that's who you're going to. I'm going to say that's not who I figured you were going to pull <laughs> that quote on. from. It was the first one that popped into my head as a lyric example I could drop on this fine podcast. The um, doors, the doors. That's interesting. I think Jim Morrison. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he was. Made um, you think. At least he made you think. <laughs> Maybe think I don't know, man. I've hung out with a lot of people with severe drinking problems, and they oh, talk sure. a lot like Jim Morrison. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know, hit the bar around uh, thirty minutes to closing time and last call. Lots mm-hmm. of Morrisons in the crowd. There. I would also argue rap too. Late nineties rap, nineties mm-hmm. rap had great lyricists. Today, that's true. <laughs> yeah, I agree with that. Um, so let's talk about the match that kicked off the main card tonight, and that was Undertaker, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon. Um, this is the match. This, this was good. Yeah, I enjoyed. I enjoyed this actually. This this did have a good story. I thought you know because Undertaker's been here for so many years, right, guys? So like, how easy is that to get involved, like emotionally invested, right? Is oh, this he looks great. Match? Is it not? Is he gonna mess up? Is he not? Is he out of shape? Is he not? You know, there's so many different things and angles in this match. I thought it yeah. was really well done. I thought it looked great. Uh, it's been like over 10 years since The Undertaker opened a pay-per-view. It's been a long time. So that it, in itself it worked. Was it worked it, for me. Absolutely. You know, I mean, it's kind of crazy to think <clears throat> the, Undertaker, the Undertaker has accomplished more than anybody else on this card. <laughs> Guys over, what is he, over 50 at this point now. But but perhaps, perhaps maybe he had more pressure on him than anybody else. Yeah. Coming off the PR... Uh, of all of us from the match mm-hmm. in Saudi Arabia with Goldberg and the fact that they put it as the open. So, I mean, look, and I always say how you start a show is as important as how you end a show. So mm-hmm. it was still a meaningful uh, sp- spot to put him in the open, but it also takes a little bit of that pressure away. You know, it's like, it's not in the main event segment. And, and I don't know really know how to say this without sounding like I'm slamming Goldberg, which is not my intent, but I'll just say it. This proved right here. The Undertaker's not washed up. The guy's not out of shape. Is he what he was 20 years ago? No, but he's 50 freaking years old. Give him a break. But he he hung in there. He hit the spots. Everything looked good. And, and he had other players in there who were able to keep a pace with him that he needed. Obviously, a lot of things with him and Goldberg just kind of just whatever. But I thought this was a great uh, redeeming performance if, if, if he needed one, so to speak. Uh, I thought this came off well. And I think we are going to see him in a SummerSlam match. I don't know if it's against Drew. I don't know what it is. But I thought – uh, five star for the dead man. I was happy to see how this all went off. Yeah, me too. Best he's looked in years, years uh, tonight. I thought this was a really good match. Good way to open the show. Roman and Taker won it. Uh, Taker got the pin. And uh, yeah, I mean, and there's I, a passing of the torch. That there was a cool. passing of the torch. Um, it makes sense now, seeing that the cash didn't happen in the last match. It makes sense now also why they would have put this on first and on last. Mm. Um, I think that was smart given what happened. And yeah, I think, uh, this is the match that so much happened tonight, but this is the match I think everyone should be, uh, talking about still just because, you know, on any other card, this would have stolen the show. We had a lot of great matches though, and a lot more mm-hmm. to get to in tonight. But first, uh, speaking of raising the dead man, want to thank the sponsor of this episode, which is blue chew. Now, Raj Geary, not here tonight. Why towards the end of extreme rules, they had that camera shot of Lacey Evans with the close zoom in there. Uh, and, uh, 
Raj had taken a blue chew and he was like, you know what? I can't do the podcast. I got some other business to get down to with the wife this evening. Justin Labar graciously filled in and uh, he's reliving the glory days. Let's face it. You remember those days when you're always good to go? Those are in the past. Back when the undertaker was the American badass. That's the last time that you had your old libido. And now here's the great news. You can increase your performance. Get that extra confidence in bed with bluechew.com. That's blue like the color blue. It is the first chewable with the same FDA approved active ingredients as Viagra and Cialis. So you know this is the stuff that works. Take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. No, uh, no worries, no cares there. And because they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill, so you can be ready whenever that opportunity arises. Hey, if it's not a sure thing, you know what? As soon as you get that signal, as soon as you know this is going to happen, bam, chew a blue chew, you're going to be ready to go 10 minutes later. It's going to be fantastic. I've used it. Matt's used it. Justin, we got to hook you up with this so we can put you in the hot seat here. <laughs> All right. Sign me up. Oh, it's going to be awkward. It's going to be fantastic. Uh, everyone that uses it notices that's something extra. Uh, Drake Maverick talked about the other night too, Blue Chew, but his wife was out, so he has not consummated his marriage. Not just for guys. If you think, oh, I don't have those problems, I can't perform. Look, if you need extra confidence, extra performance, you want to get back what you once had, and you know what I'm talking about. Blue Chew is going to give you that extra function, that extra performance. It's a performing enhancing drug, which is great, and it's legal, prescribed by a doctor. Follow through. Make uh, make your game that you walk as good as the game that you talk. And it's prescribed online. Ships straight to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person's doctor's visit. No waiting in the pharmacy. And best of all, no more awkwardness. Made in the USA. Prepared and shipped direct. Cheaper than a pharmacy as well. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Visit BlueChew.com. Promo code WINC to try it free. Just pay $5 shipping. Again, that's B-L-U-E. Chew.com. Promo code WINC to try it free. Blue Chew, the better, cheaper, faster choice. And we thank them for sponsoring the Wrestling Inc. podcast. All right, real quick. I'm cutting you off. Blue Chew, I hope you're watching. <laughs> Glenn, listen. There's no reason to beat people over the head with this analogy hammer of yours where you desperately throughout tonight's show, I'm sure, making your little notes on your little note card. I go, oh, this will be a great blue chicken, blue, uh, uh, what do you call it, blue chew analogy and whatnot. Poor Raj, by the way. He did not deserve that bus that just backed over him, but I'll digress. Um, blue chew, pay attention. This is what it's about. It's about my, my, my analogy on giving Superman two capes. Because nobody on God's green earth is going to sit there and go, yeah, I've got, I've got erectile dysfunction problems. No one's going to say that. No one's going to come out of the woodwork and just start screaming that from the, the mountaintops, right? It's like you said, it's discreet. But the most important part about this, and this is no joke, is this is exactly – you go from – you forgot to say your analogy tonight, Glenn, by the way. Round one, two, three, four. That's where this stuff is a game changer. Guys, you don't have to have a problem to make this stuff work and to really get a really good use out of it. It's no exaggeration. Two, three, four times. It's it's no exaggeration on that. That's why this stuff smokes anything else out in the market, in my opinion, um, because of that that fact. That's why I've got Chet here dropping the real facts while Gary and Wyatt are sitting here with the bras on our heads. Um, it really is that good, though. It does work that really quick, too. Oh, it's incredible. And we thank them for sponsoring. And uh, yeah, I, I keep a little file. I keep a little reference file because it's good. You gotta spice it up. You but know you're pausing wrong. Oh, hang on, hang on. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> and you're writing your stuff down. You it know, just for, lends you know, itself so well. You know, for anybody who's listening to this uh, on like Monday morning, they're just doing the audio only. 
Mm-hmm. You got to join us live for the video when we're doing these because I can't even. I know there's a camera, and I can't even like contain. As soon as I knew, as soon as I see Matt cutting you off, I just couldn't even like <laughs> contain the laughter because I know what was coming, and I just I like pulled. I had to like mute the mic for a second here. There's so many times we have sponsors, and Glenn completely leaves me out in the cold and doesn't give me any love from the sponsors. But this is one that I've actually been able to to try and use and whatnot, and it actually is very very legit. And I used to, I remember I used to listen to their podcasts, Glenn. I'd be like, oh, Eric, Eric's selling out. Eric ain't never used that crap or, or other people. They do. And it really legit work. When I tried it myself, I was like, huh. So these guys weren't full of it. This stuff is as legit as legit gets. Oh, yes. I had a very interesting <laughs> conversation with Eric Bischoff in person about Blue Chew. He is uh, certainly a fan. And yes, Matt, I try and include you in every sponsor that we can. Uh-uh, I get this all the time, folks. All the time I get this. I got you that nutsack. I made sure they chipped you out one. You did. We'll keep the swag coming, man. Um, So back to the pay-per-view tonight. And there's – well, didn't it feel like tonight, Matt, was the opposite of last night? Last night started with these quick matches and these hits and then had longer matches in the second half. Tonight we had these really substantial matches for the first, like, four. And then it got faster paced. I kind of prefer that. I prefer the faster pace towards the end because that's where the fatigue sets in. Yeah. No, I think you're right, actually. Uh, But just in general. Where they finished with this was just ugh. it's well, it's a big middle finger, right? To a lot of the fans that felt like getting that title off Brock, even with all the shit that's happened, that's probably the most positive development that happened in all of 2019 in professional wrestling. Yes, yes, exactly the way to look at it to get that belt off of Brock so someone else can defend it every week. If, if titles are supposed to mean something, we should be seeing or hearing from the champ every week, hearing at least. Well, tonight we had the Raw Tag Team title match, the Usos versus the Revival, with the Revival retaining. Uh, looks like this feud might keep going for. I hope so. This is how yeah. this. This was a great match, right. Justin. What do you think? I mean, the, both these teams and the Revival, especially. I mean, this is like you know tag team wrestling one hundred and one. They do all the old, they do all the good old school stuff in terms of like you know cutting the ring in half, all, all the just the yeah. famous, all the famous things that 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 you get sold about tag team wrestling. Um, these two team, these two teams, excuse me, are, are, are the epitome. The Usos are, are tremendous baby faces at it. The yeah. revival or something right out of the eighties, uh, and that's yeah. how they fancy themselves. It, this is a lot of fun. I, I would, you know, t- to Matt and I were saying earlier how I, I, I still with resistance, I'm trying to like, <laughs> trying to hold on for story, not just giving into the bell yeah. to bell with these guys. Even without the without the story, I would watch this tag match over and over because yes. they just they, they always find a new spin on it. It's it's tremendous. It's if, if anybody out here who's who's Anybody out here who's, who's who's listening to us or whatever, if you're an aspiring pro wrestler, if you're an aspiring tag team pro wrestler, this is great stuff to, to take notes of. Especially the cutting off the ring. That was a good yes. point. Yep, yep. Um, real quick, did you see um, revival? one of the Revival guys um, bump off the top rope and landed on the top rope? I watched it back. He meant to do that. He meant that wasn't a mess up. Yeah, oh, they're that. constantly thinking of like new ways and, and new things that haven't been done before. Even if you guys look on the blind tags that they do, like those are super old brain buster blind yep. tags, but it's brand new today, right? Um, I God, I can watch them all day. No, and they, I think it's Dawson. He does the famous Arn Anderson spot. Yeah. Where, you know where yes. he, he he gets the guy set up for the DDT by like faking the 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 punch or whatever. I mean, it's just yeah, it's. it's What's old is new again. Again, if you're if you're if you're a young if you're a young pro wrestler, this is the kind of stuff you can watch right now, and you'll, you know, you're you look, brand new. You look brand new. Exactly, exactly. Look, look like you just came up with it. Yeah. No, it's great. 
And then we had Cesaro versus Aleister Black, a match that wasn't made official until this last Tuesday on SmackDown. And Matt, were you surprised how long this match was for Aleister Black to pick up his win? I dug it, actually. This was just what you guys said it would be. I don't know, you and Raj were saying how oh, this is going to be a hard-hitting match, and it definitely doesn't, didn't disappoint in that area. Dude, Aleister Black's kick, holy crap. <laughs> I paused that one, too. And can't believe I'm giving this away, but fans are smarter than this. It doesn't matter, I'm sure at this point in 2019 but when we punch when we're taught to punch a lot of times we're taught to punch here on our opponents right Mm -hmm. if you go back and you watch that finish of that match that's exactly right on the button where he put that kick it looks like he caught cesaro on the chin but he didn't it was perfectly placed and he threw that thing 100 miles an hour no less his feet his footwork is impressive as hell his kicks um but this was a hard-hitting match i loved it I actually really enjoyed this match, and this didn't have much build. I, I'm not really that big Cesaro. I we all like him, right? But yeah, we haven't felt they've been giving him lately. They've been giving him some wins here and there, but there's no like he's still doing this, the bar crap. I, I don't think anyone thought he was going to win tonight. No, he's actually kind of inherited kind of the role Sheamus was in for a while, where it's like we need a guy that's going to go out there, crowd's going to react to him, he's going to yes. put on a solid match, but he's just there to serve that function. But his in-ring work is really good. Oh, it's fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, do you think they keep this feud going, Justin, with these two? Or do you think uh, they move Black onto someone else? I could see it keep going for the length of what the match was. You know, Cesaro got a fighting chance, which, you know, probably is a best-case scenario. Because that was my whole thing. I was looking forward to this match going into it. I said that it would be hard-hitting. It's exactly what it was. Mm-hmm. Um, my concern was, okay, like, I really don't want to see either of these guys get a loss, but you're probably yeah. going to give Black the win because you've been building up to his first opponent, so to speak, who's knocking on his door. But the fact that gives the fact that Cesaro got so much in that match, I could totally see this, uh, you know, at least go another round or two, whether it's on TV, whether it's on like Raw or SmackDown, or whether it's also going to SummerSlam. And I'd be fine with it, quite frankly. I mean, I, I this was... I, I'm 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 I was so entertained by this because I like both these guys and it was just so hard hitting and Matt's Matt's 100 percent of the point, you know he they they he black hits where he needs to hit but man does it just look so lethal you know the speed that he's going at when he's striking you it's unbelievable to watch. Uh, after that backstage, we saw our truth and Carmella doing a little vignette. Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross were back there talking in the Street Profits. Mm. Um, going right into this match, this two-on-one handicap match for the SmackDown Women's title, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss versus Bailey. What did you make, Matt, of Graves selling so hard Sasha Banks, Bailey's friend, disappearing, doesn't have a friend. Nikki and, and Alexa are friends, 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 friends. Bailey needs a friend, and then no Sasha Banks return. Do you think she comes back perhaps this maybe. week on SmackDown? Maybe. You know what I mean? Who's who's to say, right? Who's really to say? Um, it could be sometimes WWE attempts to be topical as well, right? Yeah. They, you know, um, they throw things out there that they know are going to get the trolls trolling away. So, I don't know. I, I just know that uh, I, this is not what I thought the finish of the match would be. I thought there would be a huge, you know, um, implosion between the two, uh, you know, the two girls uh, tagging against her, you know? Yeah, Nikki and Alexa. Yeah. yeah, and maybe Tuesday. I mean, Nikki, I think, uh, Justin, I don't think we've talked about this yet. Maybe maybe we did, uh, about Nikki becoming just such a star. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, this. she yeah, yeah, she has. This has kind of been a blessing in disguise for her. She's gotten this uh, 
you know, bonus TV time. And I think she's, uh, as, as they, as the adage goes, I think she's maximized the minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah, like, like Matt said, I, I was kind of waiting for the Nikki Alexa, you know, explosion to happen. It didn't, it didn't. I, yeah, I do think Corey Graves, his comments that to me says that they, they now have the plan. They now know where everybody's at and that that's what's coming. So I guess that's fine. I guess tease everybody, get everybody waiting for it. Um, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, it certainly, I think, I think this match the way it went, I think, I think probably WWE didn't know what they were going to do with with Alexa's health recently. Yeah, that's true. Being, I think they probably just this was probably one of the ones they really was a, tr- a true game time decision of how this is going to go down. You know, and, and, and here's the other thing: don't you think they would have left Bailey laying? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? If, yeah. Even if next episode, you know, the boss comes back, let's say. Bailey does, Bailey needs to be in jeopardy. Well, Bailey is not in jeopardy. She won. She beat both 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 opponents at the same time. She doesn't need her, for sure. And no matter what Corey Graves says. And Alexa, like, I don't recall her being a gracious loser in the past, unless she was like seriously injured in a match. So it's weird they didn't beat her up after they didn't beat yeah, Bailey exactly. after Bailey won. Uh, yeah, it felt like something was missing uh, with that. So maybe they they don't have a plan uh, and are just taking it week by week. I, 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 I really do think that they invested so much TV time building to this that they had to put the match on, but I think they kind of were really at a loss for what they were going to do because probably again, you know, game time decision with, with Alexis health, whatever's going on behind the scenes was with getting Sasha back. I, I think this was kind of like, all right, we got, we got to do it, but you know, <laughs> tune in next week. Do you think they know more about where Sasha is uh, than yes. what we know from her Twitter feed? Yes. Yeah. I do. Okay. Well, I do. that's something. Yeah, I do. Uh, gonna love to hear the complete story once she's allowed to start talking about this. Um, so Bailey retained the SmackDown Women's Championship there. Then we had the last man standing match: Braun Strowman versus Bobby Lashley. Uh, this went all over the arena. Ended up in a pretty uh, good spot. Finished with Strowman taking Lashley to the ground through a box out in the stands. Now, I'm assuming those were plants, but yeah, like a fan got in the middle of them at one point. Um, it was kind of crazy. Matt, what did what did you think of this and how Strowman looked tonight? Good. You guys didn't think he looked strong? Oh, I think he should have – I mean, he should be the one to take the title off Brock. Yeah, you he know, should from- be. Yes, he should. Two and a half years later. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but he still got it though. The way the crowd tonight wants to see that guy, sure. and they cheer him like a baby face. It's not like Big Show, Matt. It's not like it was with you even with Braun. It's like they want to see the big. It's like the monster is their friend. It's real. Yeah, he's, they they love him. He solved the impossible like formula. I swear to God, it's possible for big guys to get sympathy. They usually Kane used to, Kane used to tell me when he's asking that question, how the hell do we get sympathy? The kind of guys are our size. How do you, you know, do it? Glenn was Kane, right? So he yeah. could always play off his storyline that 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 where he came from, how he was born, you know, born into this world. He had so many effed up childhood stories, right? That he could always fall back on that and make you feel bad for him. He'd fall in love. The lovable monster would fall in love with some one of the divas. They would diss the crap out of him. His heart would be broken on national television. That's that's instant sympathy. That's it. Right. So I'd ask him physically, how can we get sympathy? You know, he's like, it's not so much about the sympathy. It's about the anticipation of seeing us make our comeback and get up finally and then start cleaning house or making a hot tag. That's how it works for guys our size usually. So enter Braun Strowman, who has defied. I'm being dead serious. I don't like admitting that he's did it and I didn't. I I couldn't figure it out, but he's done it. He's defied big man, um, organic baby face one on one. He really has. Yeah. 
Yeah, I think tonight, uh, I mean, Justin and I were talking about this off the air. It's like with Bobby, I think Bobby was at his best with Leo. That's not happening anymore. I don't know. I don't know about that. I love Leo Rush. Leo Rush is his own star to me. me. I agree. I'd argue, you guys, I think I'm nuts for this. Bobby looks like a million bucks, Justin, and he screams main event pay-per-view star. There's no question. Leo Rush, to me, I'm more entertained by him. Yeah. By himself. I'd like to see him work. I'd like to see him be an actual wrestler, though. I just feel like with Bobby, it's uh, that promo we cut about I'm sending him to the morgue and all that stuff. I was like, uh, I know, I know, just not clicking for me. Um, he you know, had the ability to do it, you guys. You guys saw him do it, TNA, right? Do you remember? I've, I've watched some clips. I mean, I think he's got a good character. They just really, really, really have not figured it out in WWE. And after reps, you guys, after so many reps of not getting those opportunities, it makes you insecure a little bit as that wrestler. When it's finally your time to go out and talk, you're like, well, dude, I've been talking six months. What the? Like, that messes with certain guys a little bit. I'm not saying it has Bobby, but that's the only thing I could come up with because we've seen him cut good promos in TNA as a heel. He did a very good job as a heel there. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think Matt's on to something there. I think that might be a little bit of what has plagued Bobby uh, is is he hasn't had to do those promos. It was great with Leo. I think those days are are, are, are unfortunately gone. Um, and you know, to the point of Braun, and I think that that's that's awesome insight by by Matt that only he could provide to being a big man himself. Um, I, I think another part with Braun that's worked, even even if it's been frustrating to fans like myself who've been on the Braun uh, bandwagon is the fact that there has been so many times opportunities that we think that they missed the boat with Braun. I think in a weird way that maybe helps them in the long run. It's kind of like, okay, you, we definitely can, we definitely can say that Braun has not been the guy who WWE is force feeding us down. You're right. You know, it's almost like he, he's, 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 you know, how often can we say that a guy who's six foot eight, his size is getting screwed over. Has this underdog feel? Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, that yes. sounds weird. It no, sounds it weird to it's say. Exactly, it's exactly right. But that th- there is no Roman Reigns effect. It it, it certainly right. feels like they have missed the boat a couple times with this guy, Dude. and I think that's helped rally the fans. At least I can speak to that. I, I that's how that's, I feel. God, that's such a good point. That's dude. That's a hundred percent spot on. He's like a six foot eight. Not not as much as Daniel Bryan. Okay. Yeah. Over. But I'm being serious. As far as us waiting and waiting and waiting, and they keep dicking them over and pulling the carpet out from underneath them enough. Yep. That's what fans are at. You know what I mean? That's a great point. And it never happens with us. We big guys always get told what you're only here because you're seven feet tall, 300 pounds. You suck. Blah, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? And you're going to get a push just because of your look, you can't work, you know, that kind of crap. And you didn't get over to the fans or whatever the hell they say to big guys. Usually they think that we're there for Right. And he legitimately, again, he's been able to solve that for me. I don't know how the hell he's done it, but he has. Yeah, so Justin, let's talk about the SmackDown triple threat that happened with uh, Rowan and Daniel Bryan versus uh, The New Day, Xavier Woods and Big E, and uh, Heavy Machinery. Yeah, so you know we got a triple threat who, you know we've seen some combination of these guys doing one-on-ones or, or what have you, uh, building up to it. I mean, I think all three of these teams got their own momentum. I really like how Heavy Machinery is kind of grabbing the fans. Yeah. Um, you know, New Day gets the titles. I have no yeah. problem with that. I mean, right now, especially with the fact that Kofi still walks out as champion, which which we'll get to here in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, New Day back on top, and again, I, I I know we Matt, you and I got in the whole just the the off off conversation last week about like you know are they Hall of Famers? And I mean, again, another title reign now for these guys. It's pretty yeah. pretty impressive, all things considered. It's super impressive. I mean, it really is. It's just um, 
again, all your champions are going to be playing Frisbees with pancakes, though. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, like, we can't take yourself that serious. But yeah. um, the match itself, I was really hoping. I don't know how it was going to happen, but there's glimpses of Big E in there with Daniel Bryan. I'm like, how do they not see this guy as a singles, like heavyweight champ, perennial type of main event singles act? How do they not see this? Uh, uh, maybe they maybe they start. Who knows? I don't know. I mean, how old is Biggie? Do you know offhand? Like age? Uh, I don't. But if you talk for about thirty seconds, I can Google it. <laughs> yeah, Google it real quick because <laughs> it, it, it might be the case where they're going to continue to hit that cash cow because they sell a crap ton of merch. Kids love them. They are entertaining as hell for what it's worth as a group. They really are. Um, uh, he he just turned thirty three in March. Okay, so maybe another year or whatever, and then they then they have to. There's no way to Vince McMahon I know is not looking at dollar signs with that guy as a singles heel. There's no way. Because then eventually a bigger face after that. He needs a heel run first before setting him up for that face run. Um, but, man, I just kept watching him going, oh, my God, this dude is – he's got everything. Every facet of the game he's got down, dude. Um but Daniel Bryan, as usual, I just keep watching these matches. Go, what the hell are they doing with him? Yeah. Like he's so goddamn entertaining and perfect, and he's just good at everything he does. How is he not main event? Yeah, but you know what? And this is just me speculating. I, this is no inside knowledge. I wouldn't be surprised if if if, if he's if he's happy doing this because he he likes to like I could see that he likes to put over people and get people noticed. I mean, look, this he does. this guy has made some money. He is, you know he's got a second chance essentially this is a guy who thought his career was over i mean mm-hmm. so he's got a second chance i, I i'm i don't know i think he's probably happy putting over people and he's probably he he, he would rather be in this yeah. position just working with people he's having fun with yeah, versus right. worrying about being in the main event that's just yeah, my, that's I mean, just that's just my guess if he went to the indies i bet you that's what he would be the most attracted to was actually going out there working with new indie talent trying to help them get better right and help them get to wwe potentially but put them over yeah i mean i mean when you have the organic run that he had in 2014 right. to where you go to wrestlemania and in one night you beat triple h randy orton and batista and become champion what else do you need to prove dude, you didn't grab the brass ring dude you like the way he did it especially yeah. the way he did it, i've never seen anything like that i don't think any of us have he literally they kept here's the brass ring hanging like you know money in the money in the uh, what do you call it? money in the bank uh, briefcase you know how it's hanging there okay so here's vince mcmahon's invisible brass ring sitting there middle of the ring daniel grabs it nope goes to grab it uh, nope just kidding going to grab it again nope just kidding for like years they did this to him yeah and then we all came along came around hook line and sinker and uh, oh my god, one of the best babyface comeback stories of all time. For sure, um, how that worked. So yeah, where do you go from there? He grabbed that brass ring and spiked the hell out of that thing. Yeah, more than There's anyone I've ever seen. Yeah, the, the, he has nothing else to prove, so I, I can totally see him just being happy to elevate. Yep. What yeah. Was that, uh, then after that was AJ Styles <laughs> versus Ricochet. AJ mm. out there with Gals and Anderson and. Yeah, he's the new United States champion. I I specifically said, you guys, uh, I don't know if you saw this, Justin, but I specifically said there's no way they can have, they could take the title off Ricochet this quickly, right? I Um, agreed. I I was with you going into this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was right after SmackDown. Okay. Broadcast. I couldn't believe that. But the match itself, holy crap. I love this match. Yeah, but you know what? Uh, to to kind of play, I guess, devil's advocate to what you and I were both predicting into this, a, a great call, right? I mean, you, you're you're trying to re-energize AJ. You're making him a heel. He's with his buddies. I mean, what yeah. would, what would we be saying if 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 AJ now with his boys 
goes into this match and loses, right? So I mean, you know, it's yeah. I just did. I just thought the upside of I, I honestly, I was getting the vibe they were like forgetting about AJ. Honestly, that they were just gonna put AJ on this tour where he puts everybody over for the next year mm. or remainder of his contract. That's what it was starting to feel like as a yeah. fan watch. But um, that's good to see because he deserves a hell of a lot better, and he can prove he's already proven he could be a main event heel, especially with those two. Yeah, it was a great match tonight, but I mean, with Ricochet, what do you do now? I mean, this was his chase. chase. Okay. Now yeah. he's a legit, legitimate chase. It's not just a one match win, cash. You know, one, one match win versus Joe. You know, at a left. You know, there's build. There's a, a developed storyline here. He's got to go through all three guys. You know, it might get old after a while, but nonetheless, it's the ultimate underdog story, isn't it? Having to fight through yeah. three guys. Well, and we got three matches till SummerSlam, so I'm sure we'll get different variations. And maybe uh, Ricochet will team up with, uh, you know, maybe Finn Balor, which would add a really interesting. Yeah. I I would love to see a Finn Ricochet versus uh, AJ and one of the the dudes and freaking Finn turn on Ricochet. That would be, oh my God. You have my attention at that point. That would be, I'm telling y'all right now, that is literally taking your, you know what, and Dropping that crap on the table. I'm sorry. If you're WWE, that is my attention. Yeah. That is how you strike back. Not that they need to their WWE against AEW as far as interesting, edgy, cool bleep. I think it'd be interesting if you give us a real uh, Finn versus AJ feud. I know they had that one match that time, but I think give them a real feud with Build, that could be huge. Well, they can Uh, get there. Let's see Finn turn heel. He hasn't been heel, has he? No. No, never. He, he, He definitely needs it. Yeah, yeah. Give, give me give me like a Finn AJ Anderson Gallows versus you know like a Shinsuke Ricochet. Give me two more. What you know, got, um, we just saw him black Matt. Black, yeah, uh, Alistair Black. Alistair Black. Uh, yeah. Ali maybe put Ali oh, in there. Yeah. Ooh, I'll take Ali. Yeah. You know, uh, give me that eight man tag at SummerSlam, and I'm there. Hell yeah, dude. I that, I I hope they they're not going to do that, but I wish they did. That would be awesome. They're not watching right now. All those people that you just said, I'm like hell yeah. That'd be huge. Um, after that match with AJ Styles as the new U.S. champion, uh, we got Dolph Ziggler versus Kevin Owens. And uh, what was this, about 30 seconds where Owens then won? Good. Yeah, took the mic, called out Shane McMahon. Um, yeah, we could see where that's going. Yeah. Um, Samoa Joe versus Kofi Kingston with Kofi retaining the title. People pointing out this is like eight straight losses uh, for Samoa Joe. Eight, yeah, eight, eight, eight televised world title losses in the last two years. Yeah. Really? Wow. Universal or world title. And I, no, I'll give credit. I think uh, my He's boy Sean, Sean Ross Sapp, I believe, is the one that, that dug up the stats. Eight in the last two years for world titles on TV. You just think people are going to say when I go on Twitter later on, people are going to shoot me messages and DMs about, like, oh, you're just saying because Joe's your friend. You know what I mean? It, it, Joe, if they don't see the money in Joe, he's the most one of the most believable in-ring competitors there is. He looks like he legit would eat your lunch, you know? And I don't know why it's such brain surgery for them to book this guy that way as a killer. Yeah. Can I ask a question? <clears throat> and I, I put this on Twitter earlier. Uh, is it fair to say that mm-hmm. Samoa Joe is the most accomplished guy outside of WWE to come into WWE I mean, like, and just be the least 
incredible. Like, I mean, he, they're, I mean, he's done nothing. Even like what he won a squash match against Rey Mysterio at, at WrestleMania, basically because they ran out of time. I mean, this guy had so much credibility with what he uh, under the same name and same gimmick. It's not like he was Samoa Joe around the world and then came in and was was Joey Samoa. He, he was he was the same guy, same ring and everything. He was an NXT um, champ, though. Yeah. Well, all right, uh, uh, true. So, so, uh, no, no, what I'm saying is, uh, it, like, Joe built his resume up so big, and WWE likes to no sell the indies and things like that. But guess what, WWE? The reaction Joe gets is still to this day based on the respect he commands from his years of work and working to Daniel Bryan, to CM Punk's, and Edge Styles, and Amazing Reds, and all those people on the indie scenes that most of these fans actually still recognize. Those people do not pop or boo Joe anymore because of his work in WWE, in my opinion. Yeah, it's because he's so over. But I uh, wonder, and I wonder, and this is this is me being very. This is me trying to. Uh, this is me like harnessing, I guess, the internet. This this most cynical of the internet fan. Is this a case of Vince going? I don't. I don't get it with this guy. This guy's just, oh, just a, I could see that. Just, just a out of body shape. I, don't I, I can't. I, I can know. see him saying that, but then I can hear fifty of our fans right now watching, going, "What about Kevin Owens? What the hell?" Um, yeah, Owens is slimmed down a little bit, though. No, but he's not about it. But we're talking about Vince yeah. McMahon perception. To Vince, they're in the same damn you know category. They're not body guys. Um, but I, I don't know. It must be. It must be Justin. I don't know what the hell he's missing when he looks at Joe, especially his work. Yeah, the, the Vince of fifteen years ago would have uh, it would have been a, a plane ride to overseas. He would have been trying to shoot with Joe and see. <laughs> What are you made of, Samoa guy? <laughs> Did you ever have one of those moments, Matt? One of those moments where it's like you got to stand up to Vince, or he's going to never take you seriously. He's no. not going to respect you. No. There's a, a few you've heard. Yeah, no, no. I think it's uh, definitely an interesting dynamic. I'd be curious to see what Vince really thinks of Joe. But yeah, the way he's booked, it's just. Uh, <laughs> I think the booking speaks for itself. Yeah, it's not bad. Vince thinks he looks, Matt, to your point, Vince thinks uh, he literally looks like a guy who would eat your lunch as opposed to figuratively. And that's yeah. that's the problem. Um, so, yeah, Kofi retained here. And, yeah, we got the, all the New Day, right? Kofi's the WWE champ. New Day are the tag team champs. It's going to be fun. Um, but, this, you know, they're going to be out there throwing pancakes all the way to SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, then we got the main event winner takes all the extreme rules match Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans versus Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Um, there was a little bit of, uh, decent stuff in here. Yeah. There were, there were some good moments, uh, some conflict where Lacey got involved against, uh, Seth yeah. Corbin putting ends of day, end of days on Becky. I did not see that coming. Yeah. Um, that shot at the beginning that I referenced earlier where Lacey got in the ring and had Seth's name written on the back of her shorts. Uh, talk about taking it back to the attitude era with that camera angle. Yeah, yeah you know, that's actually a good call. You're right. This Lacey did definitely earned her stripes tonight. Yeah, and, and the you know, and, and the spot you know on, when they took the match home with with Corbin hitting his end of days on uh, on Becky Lynch. I mean, and they don't they don't normally touch intergender stuff. So for mm. it to be a for for a, a male to hit his finisher. On a female, a little edgy there, and the people reacted to it. Commentary sold it. Seth sold it with his facials, and then obviously the aggression that he took out. I mean, you know, uh, say what do you want about the whole idea of this match and like the whole gimmick of winner takes all and what have you. And and I, I mean, but I thought I thought that was really well done, and that was the uh, probably the the best way they could end it, given the fact of what they had to get to 
after mm-hmm. that match. I never need to hear commentary talk about the relationship between Becky and Seth ever again. I don't need to hear between Seth and Becky talking about the relationship yeah, ever it's, again. It's talking bad. about going on a stroll through Philadelphia, but not a romantic one. <laughs> what? Dude, stop. It's not his fault. They're writing this for him, obviously. But you know what I mean? It's come on. But interesting wrinkle, the way they did the finish with Seth pinning Baron. Becky is still women's champion. Brock cashed in immediately after that win, mm-hmm. took the championship off Seth. So clearly, Becky's in more of a power position right now, given the way that they're booked, if they want Brock to be universal champion over Seth. But Becky's still to be raw women's champion. No change there. What's confusing about that? What no, it's not mean? confusing. I mean, but it's kind of weird though, right? It's like between the couple, it kind of some stuff makes sense now. I'm not saying they've emasculated Seth, but again, this whole shit with the man's man and all that, mm-hmm. like clearly they think Becky is a star. They think Seth is a star, but he's not Brock Lesnar. So we're gonna put the title back on Brock, but we're gonna make it so Becky still has her title. I don't know if this is this is popular or not. I don't care. But when they both were at their hottest, I'm sorry, nobody Becky all day over Seth. Absolutely. Uh, I agree. Yeah, for sure. Okay. No, so absolutely. That, 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 that makes sense. Um, she's more important. No offense to Seth. She's more important. But 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 we're talking some Seth, Seth, talking. Seth didn't get the cover of ESPN the magazine. That's true. Right. And, and, yeah, good call. And it's and we're, we're talking semantics. I'm not saying Seth Rollins isn't important. Of course he is. But um, versus Becky, if you're, you're Glenn sitting there making us make a decision between the two, who's, made, who's more important? Definitely Becky. Yeah. Well, it's just, it's, it's a weird uh, place that they're in now. I think Seth, there's been some stuff that hurt him, right? I mean, he had that uh, first champ run when he turned on the, what's that? Oh, I thought you were going to say the internet stuff on Twitter. I thought you were going to say the talk about that. No, no. I was going to say he had his championship run as a heel when he turned on the shield. Um, I think there is to the outside world, a bit of a perception. I mean, him and him and Roman, especially are always giving me a comparison because they're the two guys with the long black hair from the shield. Um, Roman's got the great personal story, won the SB the other night. Clearly they haven't lost faith in Roman. They're actually doing sort of a slow boil and rebuild with him right now. I wouldn't be surprised if he takes the title off Brock Lesnar. I think with Seth, um, I don't know. Not a good idea. But I think you're, with Seth, you're getting, ready, you're getting ready to go week to week against AEW. I don't know if that's, I don't, I don't know if that's, if they yeah. think that's the best missile to fire right now. But but I could see no. them saying we're never going to get that AEW crowd the same way that we would. Like we've got to think bigger than that. We've got to go more mainstream. And Roman is more mainstream. He's going to be the, in the new Fast and Furious movie for Christ's sakes. Yeah. Um, I think that's if they're, cool. I think, I think if they're going to go mainstream, they're going to, I don't know. I could see Braun Strowman finally getting this. I could, I, yeah. I could see Paul Heyman. I could see. Remember. I can see Paul Heyman literally saying, "Look, if if Paul's got the pen for for Monday with with uh, as much, yeah, with as much leeway with uh, uh, Vince not interfering, I can see him saying, get Brock the title again. We're gonna build this back up. Braun's gonna take it now, mm-hmm. and that's I mean, you know, that's just that's what yes. I can see Paul saying that now. Yeah, yes, you're a fan of him. But yeah, if I were Seth, and I, not that he, I mean, he can only fight so much, but I would have fought against this whole relationship thing with Becky because I think this is what's cooled him off. Definitely. So oh much. Um, so that's Extreme Rules 2019. Not the show we predicted. No Bray Wyatt tonight uh, showing up. Maybe that happens tomorrow. Maybe uh, they build a match for him at SummerSlam. Uh, but tomorrow, I'm sorry, man. Real quick, because we're in a way some people actually, I can't believe I'm doing this and agreeing with Raj. <laughs> um, but real quick for the fans that might have not watched it and are watching our show instead, Brock Lesnar came out, cashed in his money in the bank, uh, beat 
bleh, money in a bank grave case and suplex city seth rollins twice hit him with the f5 thanks for coming seth rollins one two three so fast so i mean like yeah it was just yeah. crazy how quickly brock won that so all in all we've got a couple of the news bits to touch upon tomorrow night is the first raw uh where we're gonna see what paul Heyman does with this somewhat yeah, clean slate I'm excited. I'm, i am excited for that I'm oh, absolutely so what are your what's your rating of uh extreme rules tonight from philadelphia <sighs> crap <laughs> I, I got nothing good here uh I, I get a, a seven, 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 7.5 out of 10. Really? Wow. Seven and a half. I'm giving them a C minus, right? So, wow. What is that, seven? Uh, yeah. Yeah, a C, 70%. That's her. Yeah. yeah uh, I thought it was good, but just, yeah, it's it really depends on where they go from here. Um, wasn't bad. It just was different. Uh, and, Definitely different, the momentum of coming off another pay-per-view from another company last night. I think it's hard not to compare the two, you know, need to digest it a bit. Yeah. And the other thing is, a lot of my score, you guys, is based on that finish tonight. I know that's not fair to all the other great matches that were on the card, but that is my lasting memory of that show tonight, was that BS that happened after. Yeah. That killed yeah. it for me. I would have given them maybe, a, I'm being dead serious, with the in-ring work in tonight's matches that were so competitive, the false finishes, all that stuff was good, I thought, tonight for the most part. Almost all the matches were really good, right? You yeah. said at the beginning of the show, Justin. Um, so, like, I, without Brock doing what he did, I would have given it a B, but Brock brings it down. Same problem with Money in the Bank. You want to bring Brock in at the very end? He is oh, going to change God, how you feel about the pay-per-view. 100%, dude. Good example. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's quickly hit some news coming out of AEW's fight for the fall on last night. Britt Baker suffered a concussion during that match that might explain why she tagged the wrong yep. partner at some point. Uh, but she's doing okay. She was tweeting today. Uh, so yeah, it looks like it's not that serious. Have you heard of more details, Justin? Uh, I haven't. I actually, I, I texted her today just to give her well wishes. Um, I, I don't have anything more to offer than what's already out there. Uh, Hopefully this is fine. You know, I mean, I've known her since she started training here in Pittsburgh, um, and she's never knock on wood that I can recall ever had anything more than just some nicks and knacks that have been more than maybe four weeks. So hopefully this is anything that's uh, severe, especially with everything AEW has come up in the fall. But uh, I don't have anything more to offer. But yeah, it was, you know, I mean, I I didn't see it live. I, I caught the social media and heard the heard what happened. Uh, you know, her tagging the wrong person, and you know, is what it is. But uh, you know, she's tougher than most most people that are probably commenting about her. So, oh, certainly. Um, MJF reportedly injured at AEW fight for the fall last night. Uh, but is it serious, Justin? I saw it's online today. People saying not nearly as serious as uh, they're making it out to be. Yeah, again, I can't offer. I, <laughs> I hate you're throwing. I hate that I'm okay. too. You're, you're throwing me, and I'm mowing too. I can't okay. give you more. Than what okay, okay, not a problem. Uh, I think it was a shoulder. Oh, jeez. Yeah. I hope not. All right, what's next? Okay, so what's next uh, on the list? Oh, they announced the Raw reunion oh, tonight. Yeah, it's a week from Monday. So it's going to be kind of like uh, the Raw 25 vibe I was getting off this. Have a lot yeah, of former stars too. come back. They said the most of all time. Yeah, so yeah. Raw 26 and a half is going to be bigger than Raw 25. <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. They said of all time. Most yeah. Stars back in re the biggest wow. reunion of all time. I'll say this. These shows are fun. I have it behind me. This is the Raw 25. I was sitting front row in the Manhattan Center uh, for oh, Raw 25. I had a blast. I never thought in the world that I'd ever get to sit in the Manhattan Center and watch Raw again. 
I, I love these nostalgia shows. I am I am such a mark for these. You know, even down to the cameramen in the blue jumps jumpsuits. So mm-hmm. I, cool. I will I will be sitting there with two minutes waiting to go at the TV for those. That's that's I'm so into those. Yeah, uh, but Jim Ross will not be there. He turned it down. And you know Amazing. what I found? You know what I found impressive about that too <clears throat> is in the story. <clears throat> excuse me. In the story, Tony, uh, Glenn, if you have it in front of you, correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but Tony Khan, did he comment on this and say to us that uh, that he was okay if Jr. wanted to do the one-off appearance? That he was okay with it, but that Jr. decided not to do it. I think that if, if that's if that's true, that's you know, I mean, Tony's kind of got. I mean, Tony's like like molded himself as this huge wrestling fan that's now starting his own company, whatever. That's pretty. Mm-hmm. That's good PR for Tony Khan if that's true. If if he said, dude. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna be petty and stop you from showing up. I don't know if it's the right business call, but if he says, "Do your one off and show up where you made your name," if that's true, that's pretty cool on Tony Khan. I mean, yeah, they did. I mean, Billy Gunn's not a featured wrestler on their show, but you know, same thing with him at the Hall of Fame, right? Yeah, and AEW too. It's a weird time right now, but yeah, Wrestling Inc. has all those stories and more. Be sure to go there and check them out. Um, we'll be back tomorrow night. For the Raw after Extreme Rules. Oh, what's going to happen? Think uh, Paul Heyman and Brock kick it off tomorrow night? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Who else do you start with? Yeah. I don't know. You never know. No, uh, well, yeah. Maybe maybe Seth uh, starts it off. I, I'm, he'll be involved, I'm sure. I'm sure Seth and Becky or Seth will interfere. Uh, cut into that promo. So we'll be back here tomorrow night in the Wrestling Inc. podcast to discuss all that and more. Matt Morgan, anything to plug before we take it home? No. Justin Labar, you got anything? Hit the follow button at Justin Labar. I will talk to you gents Tuesday night. Cool. Uh, I'm Glenn Rubenstein. You can find me on Twitter at Glenn Rubenstein. And uh, we will see you back here tomorrow on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Take care. See you guys. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.